0: Hello, and welcome to Table Talk Friday, your weekly dose of D&D banter between three lads in a bedroom. If you like their style, make sure to follow them on whichever podcast service you prefer, and come back every Friday for another upload. Now, back to the boys. We'll cut that part out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And here's where the episode starts. I mean, when it comes to RP, honestly... It's, it's going to come down to the table, man, because I, you guys, do you remember my first, first time like role-playing my character? It was just like, oh, hey guys, (laughs) I'm Schmidt the Monk. It's me, Seth the Monk. Hi, it's me, Seth, Schmidt the Monk. Yeah. (laughs) Now, uh, and then... I, I don't know. I was just so excited to be playing D&D that just the second I, I got into the game, it was like, boom, boom, hit a bunch of guys. Anyways, who are you guys that I just helped out? It's me, Schmidt the Hedgehog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty much.
2: I feel like you really have to capitalize on the, the easing into it part, because when you first start playing D&D, there's so many things you got to learn and, and, and figure out how the whole mechanic thing works. You got to learn the situation of the table, how those, those relationships work. And especially combat. Combat's confusing. Like all those actions, bonus actions, whatnot. You just literally you just have to do whatever you're feeling comfortable with in the moment. And then you're just gonna grow from there as you go.
1: Yeah, I mean every table is gonna be a lot different when it comes when it comes to roleplay. Because I I personally prefer having a lot more story elements at the table in the game. Um, I like adding a lot more story, characterizing every single character. Um, trying to make them all slightly different, even if they have similar voices as we've spoken about before. Um, and I like it when my players do the same. So I, I really like it when all of your characters are unique. You guys have had many times where your characters just use your voice. Um, and that's totally cool. But as long as they're not just you is what I prefer. Um, now that's not me saying that anybody should not just do them because easing into RP means being willing to just, you know, do it. You have to be able to open your mouth first. There's players I played with for a long time who still whenever you're like okay, character, what do you think on this th- on this like one particular topic and they're like, "Oh, I don't have an answer. Sorry guys, can someone else answer for me?" And it's pass, like, pass. "No, stop, stop. We, we we just want you to try." <laughs>
0: right. But there are different types of uh players of D&D too. Um And, you know, I think any uh, level of commitment to, you know, even just saying things as your character might say them, even without a silly voice or even without anything, um, you know, super different from, you know, the way that you talk, just trying to think, okay, well, what would my character say in this moment? All right. Um, Well, Grognor the Barbarian, um, I think that we should go left you know just something like that it is a nice you know step but sometimes it takes
1: people a long time to get past that step so first of all I've had many players and I was not I was not this player but I've had many players come into a game of d and think like get immediately embarrassed <laughs> like the second that I start dming um, and I introduce myself and I'm like Hail, adventurer! Um, what will you be having today? And then they're like, Uh... and Like, the, you see their, like, face go red. They freak out a little bit. And they're just like... And it's like, No, no, no. I just need, like, a simple answer. Do you want water? Orange juice? Mead? Ale? Like, uh... Diet Pepsi? If you say Diet Pepsi, I'll be like, Oh, yes! One fantasy Diet Pepsi for you! <laughs> and... <laughs> and... And I'll do that, because it'll be funny. Yeah. Well, for um, but... It, it takes time to like get players over that hump. Sometimes once they do, then you might get things like, oh well, I'll just they they might say like, oh well, I'll just ask the barkeep for a water. And usually, what I'll try to do to to ease someone into that is to is I'll push push forward like, well, why don't you ask them yourself? You know, just go go ahead and you don't have to give me a funny voice. Just say like, can I get a water? And then they do, and it, and it works out that way, but. um patience is how you ease into RP because let's use the, the example we always use. Not everyone is a talented voice actor, um, who's perfectly trained to be a part of the scenario and hasn't known everyone at the table for a decade or more. You know, you, you get into scenarios where you're with a brand new group of people. You, maybe you're at a convention and this is your first time playing D and D. You just made your character at a table nearby and now a DM you've never met before is going to DM for you and four other players a level 2 one-off. Um, that can be overwhelming. You might have never done this before, and you just did it on a whim. And it's a risk you're taking to put yourself into that. But come to the table just ready to make a couple little decisions, have a couple little RP <laughs> scenarios ready, and come open-minded. Everyone else here is a loser
0: just like you. right and and i think that's um that's part of the hurdle uh starting D &D is uh and and maybe this is uh due to some you know lack of communication up front or like just a general you know not understanding what the game is going to be like but um for new players you might open up with all right adventurers let's have our you know our, our our you know whatever um with your you know speaking in character, and they say, what? We're speaking in character? Yeah. And, and we're, we're, we're doing voices and, and that sort of thing. Um, it, it can definitely, it almost is like stage fright, where you don't want to yeah. uh, embarrass yourself in front of your friends, and, and you especially don't want to, like, for a lot of people it's difficult to get over that hump of, I really don't want to sound stupid, and I don't want to sound like such a nerd. <laughs> Yeah, no, for real. Like, like I'm going to sit around uh, at this table with a bunch of other guys, and we're going to be doing funny voices. <laughs> like, is that what I want to do with <laughs> Sounds my Sounds like it sucks. Right. Um, but here's the secret. You do want to do that. <laughs> it, it might just take a little bit of time um, to get over that hurdle. Um, I think in our group... Uh, Just to jump into uh, the meat of the episode here. Hi, welcome to Table Talk Friday. Um, (laughs) I was thinking about doing that same interruption.
1: This week's episode is going to be all about easing into role play. Whether you're a new player or an experienced player who hasn't gotten that cool table role play experience yet, this is going to be about easing yourselves into talking in character, acting out your scenarios. Um, and Zach, you can finish what you were saying before. Um. Yeah,
0: yeah, a- absolutely. So um, at, at our table, uh, first session of d and I ever played, um, I was playing with a, uh, just a bunch of people who weren't, uh, you know, very theatrically minded, we'll say. Um, so uh, I'm an amateur actor, um, but uh, so when given the opportunity to uh, embody another character, I was like, well, sign me up. I'm Hamog, the, uh, the, the Orc Paladin. And, uh, you know, th- then you have, um, Theron, who's like, all right, I rolled a hit. Um, and I, uh, I say to Haymog, uh, you guys want to go left now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, 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 you know, just to, to have that energy, um, th- that that's sort of where we started. Uh, was I I was getting people out of their shell and and, and you getting, had Morthos and Soggy Boy, right? <laughs> um, the, Good names, yeah. And, and for the first few sessions, I think honestly until Seth joined our campaign, um, we weren't um, doing a lot of role play, and I was sort of I was carrying the party on our uh, on my back. Um, the DM, of course, lanky Eric. Uh, he was just right there with me, and he was like, here, take some inspiration. You did a great job yeah. role-playing that moment. Um, but, uh, but it wasn't until Seth showed up uh, when we all got comfortable with, you know, doing, doing silly voices, especially... Yeah, for, um, so
1: for instance, this, car- or this party that they had was a group of guys who knew each other, but weren't all, like, close friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was Zach's roommate, and I was close friends with everybody else in the room except the DM. And so I hopped in, and I was like, "Oh, we're doing D and D. I know what critical role is. I am about to have a blast." And like, or like, uh, I don't think I knew about critical role at the time, but it was like, "Oh, I have watched a bunch of Dungeons and Dragons shows before." Um, and so I was like, "Okay, well, I know how to do this." Except I hopped in the room, and I was just speaking like I do now. Um, but we ended up with a lot of RP scenarios because, from my understanding, you guys had already been doing that for weeks. So, Lanky <laughs> Len- Eric brought me through a little scenario with him, and or with my character. Walking into Fandolin, w- uh, going into the inn, and I RP'd out a whole thing with just me and Lanky Eric where um, I pulled out my flute and was like, hey, I know how to play the pan flute. I just need a place to stay tonight. Can I get like a discount? Uh, I don't have a lot of money, um, please. And they were like, sure, if you play well enough today, you bring a little bit of change, then we'll give you a discount for the night. I got half off because I play, I rolled like a 13 on my performance check. Um, So I played a little ditty on my pan pan flute, and then it was time for session one. And so my character walks up to the party after getting in this little combat at the beginning, and I'm like, oh, hi guys, I'm the new guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, hey, I just came into town, what was up with those assholes? And then you guys had to explain it to me, we got a little bit of characterization down, I knew barely any little bit about what had happened before. And I was like, well... I don't really have anything going on right now. I will offer my services to all of you, <laughs> um, and I was
0: I was totally into just act stupid from day one, right? Um, well, and, and that's sort of where we, we headed. So I think this is kind of a great way to um uh, to break the ice for people who aren't super comfortable um with with role playing is before you do serious role play. Ask them to do something stupid. And then you immediately get that uh, positive response from everyone at the table if you say something funny. Because everyone's going to laugh. They're going to be like, oh, soggy boy, you're just so funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, snagglepuss. <laughs> he says it like, snagglepuss. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 say it again. Uh, and so that was, um, that, I think that's where the... Uh, Floodgate sort of tipped for our party initially yeah. is by being silly. So when my first character died, I had the opportunity to uh, play as Quinn Artman, the funniest character to date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just um, he he he, he ha- uh, um, Well, let me start over. Uh, so he has uh, sort of uh, just a um 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 um, um uh, uh, It's an affectation um, <laughs> where where he'll um he'll talk and say. Things that you probably shouldn't say in normal circumstances uh, or, or, or social situations. Um, yeah, just just because it's it, it's weird to to bust out non sequiturs. Yeah, you know this remembers uh, reminds me of that one time where uh, <laughs> you know in my village uh, we have a saying where um, uh, if, if you talk too much it's uh, oh what does it go like again oh yeah so um, uh, he who talks too much uh, doesn't listen. <laughs>
1: and he would say something like that all the time and our characters would be cracking up we would he would go to like have an RP interaction with like a guard or something and go off on a crazy speech like that and my character would always step in and be like I am so sorry about him once (laughs) again, and and that did really help like a lot of us come out of our shells when it came to RP it was like I am so sorry about this guy. Hi, I'm Schmidt. I'm normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it helped um, to be the fool. For, it, where even yeah. Snagglepuss seemed more reasonable than Quinn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and then, and then um, when you get into our second campaign, we get a character like Vogue. Um, Chase's character, um, or Chase Eric, I should say. Um, yeah, he, yes, please. Keep it correct. Um, computer science Eric, Chase, is... <laughs> he, he is a more shy person by nature, and so him playing a low charisma barbarian who didn't have a whole lot to say, but when he did, it was really good, um, was awesome. Especially alongside Galandon Galindel, face of the party, um, <laughs> Blade singer extraordinaire, and I have a daughter. She's right over there. Um, <laughs> it was awesome playing Galindon because I finally got to come out of my RP shell and be the Quinn Artman of the next group, you know? Yeah. Where it was like, okay, I get to I get to be the guy who gets everybody else into this. Where Galendon would uh, be in a very intense situation, and then I would say, okay, everyone, um, we have a team. We need to have a team meeting because I'm not really sure what's going on. Did you get anything from that? Did you? Because I was listening to that, and then
2: I rolled a one. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think
0: that's, um, that, that's actually really good advice, um, for the, the more experienced player at the table. Yeah. Um, if we're trying to have like a, a RP heavy D and D campaign, um, if some people aren't super comfortable with it, it's nice to, you know, reach out to other people in character and say, yeah, you know, all right, w- well, I really didn't catch that. Arinon, could you please uh, could you give me <laughs> your
1: thoughts? And then that would cue... Do you have any idea what that holy symbol meant? Because I looked at it, and it looked like a squirrel. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and,
0: and then Arinan would be able to play off of you, and, and um, it's a lot more comfortable, I think, for a lot of players to yeah. uh, RP with each other versus RPing with the DM. Um, or, or even if that's not the case, um, by RPing with each other, you sort of build up that uh, you know party rapport, and then you think back on ah, yeah, I loved playing D&D with that party because of all the the times that, uh, you know, Morwen told Daleth that he had a bad idea. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, for real. And then, uh, I don't know, I think it's good to have, you know, your design, your character with an RP idea in mind, sort of how, what their mannerisms will be, because a lot of times uh, multiple people want to be the face of the party. And uh, (laughs) while that's great sometimes... Uh, other times, it's great to have a Galandon who is the face of the party who can then rally everybody together and be like, okay, we need to have some sort of um, like consen- consensus here between all of us as to what we're going to do next. So, okay, everyone, um, team meeting time. We do this all the—sorry, Mr. NPC over there. I know, I know this is weird. Not a lot of people do this when they come here. We have team meetings, so I'm gonna need you to stand ten feet that way. And I would do that in character all the time. I would, <laughs> I would be like, everyone, team meeting. If you're not part of the team, go over there.
2: <laughs> I think, I think a lot of this comes into character re- creation too. If you really want to go back to it, uh, don't be. You don't have to put your character up on a pedestal. You don't have to be uh, Sir Esquire from the northern parts of Everland where I have been there all of my life. I am the smartest man alive. <laughs> you don't have to. You can. Just be. I, I, I'm new here. I'm Fred. I'm, I only really know what's going on, guys. Right. <laughs> don't don't be afraid to be a little goofy. Be a little funny. But you know, overall, just pick something you can do. Right. Don't uh, don't try to be the the, the most grandiose player at the table. Just have fun. Roll with it.
0: Right. And, and uh, to that point, um, so we're talking about RP and making silly voices, kind of in in tandem here. But that's not necessarily the case. Um, I think there's plenty of good role play that comes from just talking like a normal person, but yeah. you know, just understanding um, your character's stance on things and finding places to differentiate themselves um, from you. So uh, that that's what I did for uh, I think my longest running character, uh, about to be a- eclipsed by Oswyn Hailmaker, but, <laughs> right. uh, but 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 Morwin, he was very much. Um, uh, he talked in my you know regular tone of voice uh, more often than not because I didn't want to overshadow other people at the table um, I wanted everyone to get into it um, thinking back I wish I did a silly voice just so I could um, you know recall it as easily because um, Morwin's sort of a, he's floating away as a, <laughs> as I don't have a, a silly voice for him but um but I had so much fun just playing that character and, and sort of being the um, along with Eknon, sort of the uh the straight man of the group and, and Very, yeah. <laughs> bringing us together like all right well uh, i get this sounds like a great idea um to murder that man and steal his things but um <laughs> but god will hate you if you do that <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, 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 yeah. Morwin wouldn't say that um <laughs> but, but but that's what he was getting at and we all knew it um <laughs> <laughs> just so you
1: know it is a sin so i don't think we should
0: right um but but, but uh it, it fit for that character for that party because we had barrel who was just such a big character <laughs> who um you know just chewed the scenery ate up the spotlight at any time um that he could get it and then Eknon with his uh silly voice as well um, and, and Dayleth, just a very silly character. It was nice, um, I think, to, uh, to, to play a more uh, straight man character. A- and at that point, it's not wrong to use your own voice. It's a character choice, um, which ultimately I think a lot of D&D, uh, role play, especially at like high level, we're talking about like critical role at this point. Um, not every table is going to have this, uh, you know, role play, but it, it is acting. Um, once you get down to like uh, the the fundamentals of all right, what makes awesome D and D role play, um, it, It's you know it, it is in that sense uh, acting to some degree,
1: and I mean in in along the lines of what you're saying, the if you're a DM and you're trying to ease into roleplay, I mean, good luck. Um, <laughs> being the DM is a hard job and. Starting out, I'd say coming up with three distinct voices is a great idea. Giving yourself a male voice, a female voice, and an old person voice or something like that, you know, Uh, or uh, a male, you you gotta have at least a male and a female one because there's two different, (laughs) there's too many many characters to go off of, too many distinctions, you gotta have at least those two available to you. Um, I, I would kind of go into a female with a little high-pitched elven, um, along those lines, uh, to start out with, and as, as far as male goes, if, if, you're a male, you can use your own voice, if, um, if you want to add something rough to it, you can do that as well, or you can be a little more nerdy on, on that, on that sort of side, put a little bit of nasal in it, um, there's a lot of different characters that you can come up with on the fly, and honestly, I would say write down, a bunch of character concepts, and then the second that that character comes up in the game, make something up because that's how <laughs> I did it for the longest time. Uh, as soon as that character came up, I was like, "This is the nerdy guy." All right, um, I'm, I've got my voice; I'm good. Um, the <laughs> goblins came up, and I just started screaming because I, <laughs> I didn't have any better ideas. I was just like, "You, you do that. Yeah, um, I, I'm going to fire my bow at you if you don't if you don't walk around the corner right now and, and never come back." <laughs> um, <laughs> And that ended up being how I characterize goblins from then on out. That's um, <laughs> true. And uh, every now and then I'll come up with a, a little more soft-spoken goblin that you end up talking to and he's got some shyness and he's in his training.
0: Um, but that's a different breed. We don't right. usually run into that guy. Right, you
1: don't usually run into that guy. It's, he's a very specific character. Uh, If you happen to find goblins in the woods and try to talk to them, they're always pretty much going to sound like this. Um, (laughs) So, um, yeah, I would say if you're a DM, come up with some character concepts, practice your voices. Um, For instance, uh, I would say out of the three of us, Drew probably has the least amount of voices to go off of. Um, I've had a lot of practice. of like working on them really hard. Zach... Uh, went to school for theater. He's got a good <laughs> amount of voices he can work with. But Drew does a very good job of um, allocating his resources, I would say. <laughs> allocating what he hasn't... I'll uh, take it. Yeah, you, I mean, you do a good job with your voice considering you don't have a trained one. You know, I was a musician, so I can kind of like mess with my voice a little bit. I can't quite always bring out the 100% of what a character has. But, like, I can mess with my voice a lot. Um, that's not, like, too much for me. Um, Drew was a business major, so... He was he wasn't involved in the arts at all we're known for our theatrics and, <laughs> and well I hear uh, most businesses in capitalism are very straightforward oh, yeah, with all their information and whatnot um, but uh, Drew does a very good job of like allocating his resources when it comes to um, being a DM and he is a very good one so
2: um, drew do you have anything to say about what you, how you first eased into roleplay? oh gosh I feel like I feel like I was a different kind of a case because I was really excited to start role playing. You know, it didn't intimidate me too much. It was more so I knew I wasn't very good at it (laughs) and I just wanted to be better. So I wanted to practice a whole lot. Um, Something, or at least I I think the most important thing for me when role playing is, like you said, I'm not necessarily trained with voices or anything. What I do to make sure that I have some kind of voice or something to play with, something to just swap between is I try to have some sort of anchoring mannerism some sort of word, something that'll get me into character. So... Any one
1: particular come to mind? You know, I, could, I couldn't no? possibly think of a single word that you would use to get into character every chance you well, got
2: Well, one you probably don't think of is Ekdon Greylock, when I get into character, is uh, he had a buddy named Daylith, and so <laughs> anytime time I thought I had to get into Ekdon's character, i go... <coughs> D- Daylith, uh, what are you doing of it? We really need to get going. Um, <laughs> and I have another character named uh, Samoon, and I can't do Samoon without properly straightening myself and ensuring that my posture is of the utmost satisfaction to those in my close proximity. And it's it's <laughs> You have to just pick something to... It doesn't have to be a word. It, it could literally be the way you move. Um, I have another character that... He's not very good, but... I can really only do him if I lean in like this and <laughs> my head tilts a little bit to the left and I get a stumble over my words like an old man. I don't even know what it is, yeah. you know, but you just, you know, you just change anything. Pick literally you can close one of your eyes if you want to and act like a pirate
1: i mean think anything that was something that was a tip you said a long time ago you were like hey if you want a different voice than the one you have close one eye and you'll, you'll do a different voice and you i was like really and i tried it i was like wow okay i think i'm doing a little bit of a thing here um, <laughs> um like i feel i feel stupid i feel like a little gnome or something when i do it but i'm like oh okay i do i do feel a little bit different um, changing posture, changing how you how you feel and look, that is all part of good RP, especially as a DM, is being able to characterize, changing your facial expressions. When we started Avernus, I got some new monster expressions down that I had worked on and Zach mentioned to me at the beginning, he was like you're doing a really good job with
0: your monsters this campaign and I was like, I'm just trying man, that's all I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I would say um, a- as a DM, more than a player, it is nice to have that range of expression. So, uh, not just the voice, but the, like drew was uh was talking about just uh different (coughs) mannerisms and ways to hold yourself to differentiate and that was something that lanky eric um for always did well yeah yeah to uh you know maybe his greatest uh role-playing trait as a dm um every character that we run into uh always had just like a certain way about them he'd hold himself differently especially for monsters he had, like, this man would contort his face in ways that made me scared as a player at the table. Yeah, I was like, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's a very good job. Yeah. That looks exactly like what I think a Nothic is. Like, I, yeah. I don't even look at the uh, the illustration of the Nothic. I think about Lanky Eric's face. <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: I agree. And I thought the Nothic was like this huge end-all, be-all thing. It's like a CR2. Yeah. And I was like,
2: <laughs> I, I was like oh, we're dead. There <laughs> we are dead.
0: Um, I, I felt dead.
2: Yeah, you know, you mentioned you mentioned the faces thing. I feel like faces is its totally own like sector of role playing because you could do the same exact voice you have, but creepily stare at the player that you're talking to, or just slow your voice down in essence, like oh, oh, he's staring at me oh this guy's creepy I don't like him but oh, you didn't change your voice at all when you I know? think
1: about a character the, the second I go into it I start making different faces and start actually thinking differently when anytime I do Lulu I just go yep. and I and that's and your anger, I right? that's your face my, uh, my eyes good. widen a little bit I straighten up and I just start like becoming the air headed thing that I know I, I can be um, and I'm just like um, I've been thinking about party names lately I'm not sure we should be much, <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, I'll, I'll say things that I never thought of before the session because all of a sudden I'm in that space as Lulu. <laughs> and It makes me so excited to, like, play Avernus every week because I'm just like, this character is... I'm not DMP seeing this character. She's not the most useful thing in the room. Every now and then she'll use a cool ability or something. But it's not like I'm going, Um, I know all the answers, so just ask
0: me, and I got it. <laughs>
1: um... <laughs> Um, Lulu is a tiny golden hollyphant who flies around with the party and basically guides them along. She's a big crux of Descent <laughs> to Avernus, uh, if you've ever played it before. Um, but, yeah, so that's my characterization of Lulu. Is she's this airheaded little thing. She's lost a lot of her memory, but she is just so happy-go-lucky. And, uh, anytime the party says something, it's like, um, I, I don't think we should have ripped his head off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and so... <laughs>
0: that was good that was pretty good
1: are like Lulu do you know anything about that nope (laughs) (laughs) like nope is my is my one word to like get into Lulu it's like nope yep so um yeah mannerisms things like that as a DM above all it's just being able to differentiate characters but if it is your first session DMing don't care don't worry about any of that make sure you know what you're doing have one or two NPCs that they interact with, maybe the wizard and the dwarf that they're rescuing. Have those two as your, your guys that are set up and have everything else be the players. Um, and, and if your and players walk into explain. the town and
2: they're talking to a bunch of NPCs, it's okay for all of them to have the same voice. It's okay. Yes. It's absolutely okay. Don't worry about it. Don't and if it's, if
1: it's your first session DMing, they better they better understand
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I run into that a lot as a, as a DM. You'll run into a character. I don't know what their voice is going to be. And I'm just going to start talking. And whatever voice it is, if it's uh, gruff older man, you're getting gruff older man. <laughs> e- even if you just got gruff older man at the other police station that you're <laughs> <had And two. laughs>
1: Hey, it's gruff older man Eric again. And that is something that's been a lot of fun in this campaign is the whole Eric bit. Um, Sean, <laughs> firefighter Eric, once just pulled out of his, out of his ass, he was like... Um, Oh, he, he made a joke. He made friends with a bunch of guys at the front gate of Baldur's Gate. And he was like, hey, Eric, how are the kids? <laughs> and, then, and then I responded like, oh, they're doing great. And it was like, oh, this guy's an actual guy now. He just invented this. And then um, later on, they go introduce themselves to a separate set of guards. And like, hey, um, this one guy told me a bunch of stuff. Do you guys have any, like, leads on this information that I was given? And they were like, "Who told you that?" And he goes, "Um, Eric." And then the and and, he, <laughs> and then the guards go, "Front gate, Eric. We love that guy." <laughs> <laughs> and it became a bit from then on where any NPC that's unnamed is just some kind of Eric. So we had Meziloth Eric, we had um, what what was it? The Yugaloth guy, Eric, Knoll Eric, Knoll uh, Eric, of course. How could you forget Knoll Eric? Yeah, Knoll Eric, Topstair
2: Eric. Topstair Eric. (laughs) The guy at the top of the stairs. Topstair Eric really got messed up.
1: Yeah, Topstair Eric got messed up. up.
0: Um, Man, Topstair Eric sucked. (laughs) He never... We we were fighting uh, a Hezro and a Nalfeshni. We were like level five or six. Topstair Eric didn't do anything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, he burned that that whole action of being torn in half and whatnot. You know, I I guess that was good. Yeah, Yeah,
0: but he never landed a hit.
2: No, No. So, um...
1: All in all, guys, the idea of getting comfortable in your game is really all that it's about. Starting out with whatever is your comfort zone and then working your way out of it from there. D&D is not going to be comfortable at first, probably, especially when it comes to the roleplay, uh, because you have to be willing to like give a little bit before you can get everything out of the game. You know? mm. it's, There's a lot of learning that goes into it, and our party was not as nearly as good as it is, as it was, <laughs> it wasn't nearly as good as it is now, back when we first started. When we started Storm Kings, I felt like we were just, we were just playing d We had a good grasp of the game, we, we knew the rules, now it's time for us to make characters. And as we went along in that campaign, not everybody had a crazy backstory, but RP was very heavy, to the point where everyone cared so much about it, that... Um, a character left the party because the other party members could not agree with that party member. Sometimes you might have campaigns where you, you guys aren't really so RP heavy in that way that you guys have moral obligations. Uh, other times, you, characters have to leave because they are morally obligated to something else. Um, and that's totally okay. All that I'm trying to say is try it out make up a silly voice once or twice here and there. Like, try try out a silly voice and don't get embarrassed because everyone else is also a loser. You all suck. So do we. We're all
2: losers. <laughs> you're all playing make-believe at a table, with plastic dice. It's okay. Just use a voice. You're fine. Well, I thought
0: that we were pretty cool, actually.
1: <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm as cool as nerds can get. So... <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, oh, for sure.
2: I think we were all, back in Storm Kings, we were all beginners with a couple dice and, you know, sitting around a table. And now we're all moderate players
0: sitting around a table with some dice. That can make some slightly funnier voices. Yeah, right. When appropriate. But we don't always have to do funny voices. And sometimes, you know, just speaking from experience, um, from someone who's done Silly Voices... Sometimes it's hard to reconcile a serious moment if you've got a silly voice. (laughs) There are some moments that Oswin wants to, you know, um, get a little bit more serious. And it's, um, it's almost like he doesn't sound the same as he usually does. (laughs) Because if I spoke like this all the time and said, Pyth, I'm very sorry that your father abused you and abandoned you as a child. It, it just wouldn't sound right. So, um, Thanks
2: for bringing it up, Dad.
0: <laughs> so, um, so take that with what you will. Um, uh, sometimes uh, a more neutral voice might be helpful, um, but that's just a little tip for me. That's for free.
1: Um, well, <laughs> this whole show is literally for free. It's all about Dungeons & Dragons
0: advice. Well, I just wanted them to really value that part of it. Yes, so. of course. Yes,
1: of course. Um, any final thoughts on easing into RP, guys? I know this is a little bit of a shorter one. Last week was a longer one, so I don't give a shit.
2: (laughs) Yeah! I feel like it's totally okay this was a little bit shorter though, because we can talk to you all day about how to roleplay and tips and whatnot, but you're not gonna get any better until you try it. You gotta jump in and let's act out
1: in a 25-minute scenario as an example.
2: (laughs) No, no, no,
0: no. (laughs) That's a great idea. I'll play Quinn. Um, you can be Galandon, and you can be (laughs) Ek-Nan.
2: The most obnoxious characters we all have. Uh uh Dale's not here. I can't use my anchor. (laughs) (laughs) Dale! Oh, he's dead. (laughs) Oh, man. Jeez. Yeah, roll the punches, guys. Uh, Jump into it. Give it a shot. It's okay. They're all your friends. I would say pretend they're all in their underwear, but that's weird. So, don't do that. There's
1: a reason this one is titled Easing Into RP, and that's because you have to take baby steps to get better at it. For sure. And with that... Character.
0: Take us out. Weird, you said that in character. (laughs) Hello? uh, uh, Thank you for listening to uh, Table Talk Friday. Uh, For more adventures... uh, uh, Check us out at your favorite podcast service. Uh, If you have any questions about our travels, uh, you can please uh, send us a sending spell at uh, tabletalkfriday at gmail.com. And uh, otherwise, uh, feel free to stop by next Friday for our next episode. And and, uh, I hope you have a nice rest of your day.